Today on Media Layers Sandwich, we talk about promoting movies. Like, how is it done? Like, now you've done this because you're a social media marketer, right? No, I'm an engineer. Welcome to Media Layers Sandwich. I'm Toden from Toden.com and MediaLitersandwich.com, where, well, media creators talk about media creators. With me is an author and more more of a tech side of things. I would say, yeah, kind of both. Mm-hmm. A little bit of content creation, a little bit of tech, and um, a whole lot of stress most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm, my name is Steve Sadler. Um, as he said, I'm an author, um, technologist, engineer. Um, been in the industry for about 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, started the internet when it first started, and... I'm still pushing hard on it and see whether we can make some cool things. So, what's really cool? Um, so, I'm looking at your LinkedIn. You got so many different companies that you belong to, or you know, you, you play a key figure in. Mm-hmm. What what do all these companies have in common? Um, the common, well, if you were to look at the IP behind them, the uh-huh. actual um, software. Uh, it's all basically based on a uh, patent that I had back from around 2005 called Frequency Marketing. And um, actually that spawned into actually building uh, social media applications, pre-Twitter, pre-Facebook, um, and actually applications that work directly with them too. So the common thread is really, you know, all around, you know, e-learning, which I've actually always said that really is social media and was the beginning of social media. So that's kind of the common thread between all of them yeah there's a lot of different types of social media uh we have we did have uh, terry bean on here yeah. a few weeks ago talking about nightcast mm-hmm. uh i assume that was more your baby <laughs> uh I've, I've worked with terry two or three different times uh over the over the years uh terry is one of those maven type guys he's very mm-hmm. very great connector uh obviously he runs um a motor city connector yeah. Right. You know, so he's been doing that for a lot of years, but um, he just has that, that ability to be able to see, you know, what two groups are doing and say, yeah, I see what the internet interconnection inter- point is between those two people. And he, and he, uh, and he makes it happen, but uh, it is definitely different this time. Um, he's definitely way more involved mm-hmm. than I thought he, than even <laughs> he thought he was going to get into where we're going with this go freak technology. Uh, but um, but it's exciting. I mean, it's really a compilation of everything that we've been working on over the last thirty years. Okay. For so. those don't, that don't know, uh, what is IgniteCast? Uh, IgniteCast is a uh, ability to create what we call ignitables, uh, which is really, if you look at it, it's social media. The reason they're called igni- ignitables is because we kind of invented it before social media <laughs> was even a term. But really what it is, is an ignitable uh, can be a video, it can be a slideshow, uh, it can be a quiz, it can be a survey, it can be whatever. And we built a piece of sec- uh, technology um, around 2003, 2004 uh, called Ignite, which we have the registered trademark on. And we uh, sold thousands of licenses worldwide. Uh, originally it was sold in stores, but then computer stores went away. <laughs> and then we w- went to the web and we're selling it through the web. But in essence, really, uh, we, we, we call it kind of a media stitcher where it takes the similar pieces of media, stitches them together and creates these ignitables that you can use for promotion or showcasing or, or just like we're doing right now, podcasting, which and also mm-hmm. podcasting wasn't available then. 
Uh, Ignitecast is the extension of what that desktop software does. So it was the Ignitables, Ignite Casting was casting out those Ignitables. Mm. And that's what Ignitecast is today. So. Okay. So you can create things off of, um, I, I know mostly tutorials, a lot of people use it. Yeah, it's, it's like SlideShare on steroids. Mm -hmm. That's probably the easiest way to explain it. So <laughs> you can put up a PowerPoint, you can put up videos, uh, you can put your voiceover on, on a slideshow or on a PowerPoint or a keynote or whatever uh, mechanism you want to use to create it. And, and then be able to share it out. So if you wanted to say, say it was a sales presentation or it was just a gallery of images of your kids. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's basically media, social media. So. Okay. Now you do a lot of different things with social media. Let, let's talk about some of these other projects you've worked on. Uh, you talk about, uh, we've talked about some uh, automation. We've talked about, yeah. you know. I start, started uh, around 2010. I was building, I was playing a lot with Twitter. Uh, we built a system called uh, BuzzTweet originally, which um, was just, it's kind of like a, uh, a pre-Hootsuite thing where you can schedule mm -hmm. messages to go out, you know, at certain time intervals. And um, and during that period, I met uh, Ahmet Zappa, which is Frank Zappa's son uh, in Los Angeles. And um, he took us into Relativity Media and we did the Limitless movie uh, for um, for Relativity. You know, mm -hmm. the one that would, where you're, you're, you take a pill and you get your... 100% of your brain, you know, okay. so we helped market that movie using this technology and it went very well. And based on that, uh, Ahmet walked us into Disney and we did, ended up using the technology to market over 60 movies for Disney. And then we did some for DreamWorks. So we did, uh, we've done six movies for Awesomeness TV. Uh, we just finished one just recently for them. So it's, uh, and it's expanded now. Now the system's called Buzzcast. Mm -hmm. And we're actually going to combine that with some analytical tools uh, for big data, and we're uh, we're going to we're going to rebrand it under the name GoFreak, and that's what we've been working in the process of doing today. Wow! So, so all this is advertising movies. It's advertising. How is it doing that? How is it getting? How is it promoting them? So, so basically, every piece of video, like the video that you're going to put up on YouTube mm -hmm. today, uh, it has a dimension. And when I mean a dimension, meaning if I take the video and I put it onto YouTube and I just place it there, that's all only place I put it. Well, for the lack of a better term, we'll say it's the size of an inch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I send it to you. I send it over to Twitter. Now it's a little bit bigger. Maybe it's an inch and a half. Okay. Now people start to share that and it starts to grow. And what it does is it increases the digital footprint of that piece of content. And that's how the web works. And it constantly builds and builds and builds until things start to go viral. So that's the goal is to slowly watch and monitor how things are moving mm -hmm. and be able to, especially if you're a podcast or whatever, f find out, you know, what's going to resonate, what's the proper keywords to wrap around the video that you're putting up. And then once it gets going, um, it starts to affect rank and not just rank on, on search engines such as like YouTube and Google, but it'll start to affect rank on iTunes and Amazon and other places as well, because everything you know as well as I do, if it's a rank, there's a weighting factor built into these. Mm -hmm. And so your goal is to make sure that you maximize the amount of digital footprint of the content that you're putting out there, so you will definitely maximize the views that you get. So when you say Sharon, are you, are we talking about a particular link? Or are we just talking about the content, such as uploading uh, a video to Twitter and LinkedIn and all these places versus sharing a link 
to LinkedIn and, and, and Facebook and all them places. You, you share links, but you can obviously put different, you know, information. So say mm -hmm. it's a movie, for example, right? Well, that trailer contains many different stars, right? So, and you, you can't tag them all in 140 characters, mm -hmm. especially if it's a link, it's 120 characters plus whatever the shortened link is. But so what you do is you make sure that, you know, you, you send messages out, you know, strategically over a period of time that actually has, uh, you know, uh, at actor name mm -hmm. inside there, you know, to be able to, you know, generate more views that all drive back to where that traffic is. Because it's all about trying to get people, you know, to see that, but you can't put all of the keywords into one tweet. It's impossible right. to do that. So you strategically, you know, plan it. And what we will, what we also do, uh, we'll use like behind the scene videos that help drive that, all of that right. creates that digital footprint for a movie or a piece of content. So right. it's not just about having one video, just like you do, you make many videos mm -hmm. because you want to create the, that digital footprint, you know, for your show. Yeah, so. I mean, if I could hire people to work for me, I always say, and I'm still gonna say this again, uh, when the first people I'd hire would be a social media manager. Even if even if they're inexperienced, <laughs> someone that could be like, here, put this out. These are tags. Learn how to how to do tags. Yeah. You know, learn how to do this. And that's that would be hours off my plate. No, it's critical. I mean, and those fields are there for a reason when you put mm -hmm. up the videos. And, um, and even when you send out messages to LinkedIn and that, if you don't put the proper keywords in there, no one's going to find it. And if no one finds it, no one sees it. That's that we live in a keyword, a keyword based world, mm -hmm. you know, and everyone's searching for stuff online. And it's not just that, but it's a very fractionalized world because you've right. got certain people that are on Instagram, certain people on Facebook, Snapchat, whatever. So if you're not everywhere, then you're nowhere. So, and that's what it's, it's really about being ever present instead of never present. Right. Okay. And now the keywords, now is that something people are physically putting in or are you somehow automating that? As no, well? I don't, I don't automate stuff like that. Though okay. You have to, with, with all marketing, you still have to put thought into the content right. that you're creating. And, and if you're marketing a movie, obviously there's tons of keywords there. Mm -hmm. There's the plot of the movie. There's uh, certain things that, you know, might be going on with the certain actors mm -hmm. and things like that. So you weave it all together, you know, and it, it, it takes, I can't say it's right. easy. It takes, it takes some thought to do that. But, um, but I only ask because I see that there's software and there's sites that sort of do that. They kind of pick up on, oh, yeah. this is about this. Here's a bunch of suggestions, you know. Suggestions and, are fine, mm -hmm. but I mean, article spinners are bad. Mm -hmm. And Google and search engines are not stupid. Uh, and they can they can figure out like if you've if you've wrote like a, you know a blog or whatever and you spin it off into other other articles and you link back to to videos the these these um, these search algorithm algorithms are not stupid mm -hmm. so it, it's better to write the content right from scratch um, but there's nothing to say that if you're sending things to Twitter that you can't reuse messages over and over again in certain areas especially if they're if they're working and people want to mm -hmm. find it because when you're dealing with uh, a social media search engine, it's a chronological search engine, which means whoever said it last is the expert. It's not like uh, Google where wh whoever's the best at search engine optimization is, you know, is going to rank first. On Twitter, it's, it's like once it's said, it's gone. So if you don't say it again, and you know, you basically that whole audience that, that logs on during that period, they're not, they're not going to see it. So, and I'm not saying, also saying that you should send the same thing out over and over again either. There's a strategy to it. There's a, a cadence, 
you know, which we call a f uh, frequency that you have to try and hit for all different types of pieces of content. Mm -hmm. And when you and when you get it, things start to work real well. Yeah, now Twitter's changing up a lot now too. I mean, I go on Twitter and it, it used to all be chronological, but now the first five things it showed me yeah. shows me is what it thinks I want to see. Yeah, they're 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 modifying. They're also getting a lot more uh, video centric than mm -hmm. what they used to be. Um, and I kind of I predicted that years ago because I I I've spoke at a lot of different social media events and I said, look, social media are channels. And I've had social media people say, no, no, they're not channels. Well, they are channels. And now that Twitter is becoming more and more video centric, um, they're becoming people's channels. I mean, literally. Right. And they're also allowing you to make money off of those channels too by pre-rolling stuff. So there, it's um, it's you're going to see some dynamics really change over the last over the next five years. And we're trying to uh, be ahead of that curve and try mm -hmm. to build a bunch of applications that will work to really help you know people like yourself or anyone that really wants to become a media company and take it to the next level, but but can't figure it out because it, as you know, it's it ain't easy and it's a lot of work. Right. So. And I assume, you know, there's licensing fees, which how you get paid off of the creators. Yeah. I mean, for for, for movies and that, they, they pay us to do a movie, mm -hmm. usually a three-month a three month, uh, a gig to do one movie. Um, but what I want to do and what we are going to do mm -hmm. is build it as a software, as a SaaS, as software as a service. So mm -hmm. anyone that's a podcaster or whatever can actually, you know, create their own account, um, find out who they're competing against. And it would provide those results of, well, hey, what's that person doing? Well, they're doing this, and this is their frequency, and then blah, 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 blah. And it's okay, so now I need to do that. Yes, so you would need to do the same thing if you want to compete with them. Mm -hmm. So, Or slightly change it so you go correct. after a different uh, demographic. Absolutely, yeah. Which is really just changing up the keywords and the categories and where you want to place things. So Right, right. And there are... Um, now, would your software be, allow me to see what their keywords are? In certain instances, because, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're mm -hmm. searching, looking inside of um, websites, search engines, social, that type of thing to, right. to pull analytics and find out, you know, what, you know, how are they, how are they controlling it, which a, a lot of the SEO tools do. And even Google does it, pay-per-click. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all do it, right? Right. That's why I ask, because I, I yeah. keep a plug-in on my Google Chrome that way when I'm looking through YouTube videos. Like, oh, that, that's their keywords. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it, it, it's more about... It's one thing knowing them. It's another thing knowing what to do with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then how to position the, the proper frequency and and, uh, and how to write the right content that's going to give you the whatever response that you need. That's the key. To, that's that's the, the sweet spot in marketing. So, mm -hmm. And you don't consider yourself a marketer at all. No, I'm an engineer. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, man how these word worlds combine it's it's absolutely crazy yeah i, I just actually i read an article yesterday that, that, that said that a lot of cmos now are becoming ctos because what, what are what are those well a cmo is a chief marketing officer okay and a cto is a chief technical officer so normally the techie guys are the ones of the ctos mm -hmm. but now the the, the cmos that the companies are hiring they're the ones that need to have engineering degrees now because they, if you don't understand digital and the way that things work, the way that robots parse content, you, you, you just don't get it. If you don't understand RSS, I mean, that's the key to all of social media, mm -hmm. Twitter, Facebook, they're Those all RSS that don't know RSS, it's like a feed that goes into one to the other to the other. Uh, 
people are most uh, know the podcast RSS feeds. Okay, they're, they're, they're you know, I, I don't expect everyone to know this. <laughs> no, it, it, it stands for... And SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure you've been saying that versus SEO. Yeah, but right. A lot of people only know it as SEO for some reason. They don't know what it stands for. Yeah, RSS was actually, I, I do believe, correct mm. me if I'm wrong, but I, I do believe it was invented by Netscape many, many years ago. Huh. And um, it was for obviously newsfeed. It stands for Real Simple Syndication. Uh, that's what the acronym is. That's cool. Yeah, but it basically, what it is, it's just a, it's an XML feed. I might have to describe what XML means, but extended markup language. Right. Okay, but what it does, it's really just a bunch of text that has links that go back to an article that's on a web page somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so if you if you go to the RSS feed for like Fox News, your all their articles are in contextual format that you can pull, and any type of robot or whatever can parse that and display it. And uh, and that's how pe you know the internet works. Right. Uh, very very powerful technology. But if you're a CMO. Um, or CTO, and you want to move content, you better understand RSS feeds because that's critical to how digital marketing works in today's world. Mm -hmm. So how does SEO search engine optimization work? How do I become top on Google besides sharing oh, it everywhere? That's simple. Pay them lots of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you're not joking. I'm not joking. If you want to, if you want to be top of Google, you, you, pour lots of money into pay-per-click. Matter of fact, one of the reasons that I got into the whole digital marketing world is when we had the Ignite software, um, I was dumping, you know, ten dollars to $15,000 a month into pay-per-click. Mm -hmm. And I ended up taking a, a course in, um, from a guy in Chicago, Perry Marshall, who, uh, brilliant. There, he's a brilliant guy in, in, uh, in that pay-per-click field. And um, he, um, they guided us to the way to the proper way of being able to do pay per click, so you paid the mo the, the least amount per per click, mm -hmm. because if you do it wrong, which most people do, they pay the max. So, for, say for example, you're trying to uh, uh, market against a competitor, and you start to use the competitor's name in your keywords, you'll pay the max pay per click, because your that keyword for your competitor is probably not on your landing page and not in your ads. Mm -hmm. And that's that's like 101 when it comes to, to pay-per-click. But a lot of people get screwed by that. So they'll put tons of money into it and all of a sudden Google takes it. You know, I'm 10 bucks a click, 25 bucks a click. I mean, and it's crazy. So there's a smart, there's smart ways to do pay-per-click and there's, there's bad ways to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. And it's different for different companies, different for Google and different for Facebook, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and also when you're dealing with Facebook, I mean, in many cases, it's not just about clicks, it's impression base. Uh, so, you, you know, you want to get if you want to do branding, obviously, you want to get impressions. You want the most people to see your brand. Um, if you want to get it to be transactional where you wanted someone to close and obviously you want to click. And the thing that people don't understand about marketing is that effective frequency is the impression portion, meaning where, and you can, you can Wikipedia this if you see it, effective frequency is where someone has to see something 20 times before they take action. Mm -hmm. And I think in the ADD world that we live in today, it's probably even worse than that, right? So, right. I've also been uh, seeing reading how most of the things we conceive as being good, it's just stuff that we're accustomed to. Right. You know, like uh, some horrible movies out there. I'm not even going to name names, but horrible movies, but we've seen so often 
somehow we think that they're good. <laughs> Christmas story. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Someone's stuck in my throat. Um, <laughs> Hi, Ralphie. Oh, what a horrible movie that is. Um, I had had another point. What was it? Uh, so do you, you're an author. You're also an author. <laughs> yeah, I do do some of that as well. Um, the This book here, Actually, going back to the uh, the effective frequency thing. Exposure was, to closure. This was all about um, frequency marketing. So mm -hmm. that ability to 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 create effective frequency where people are actually seeing your brand 20 times. Mm -hmm. And then the final step, which is normally the pay-per-click thing, mm -hmm. where people click on your ad and they buy. That's the very last step in marketing, right? That's the ad side. That's the buying. But people like to jump right to the very end, and you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You have to do all the stuff to be able to brand out what you're doing. And so people, they feel comfortable with your brand. They know that it's good content, and they, you know, and, and it takes work to yeah. do that. And that's, what I, that's why I wrote this book um, back in 2010. This book actually got me into Hollywood. It sits on some of the CMO's desks right at... Um, Disney. Matter of fact, though, the one guy that um, was in charge of marketing he just retired, unfortunately. George Sebastian, great guy. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to send him a link to this video as a shout out. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, and and you know, it's it's got some very very interesting information. It's more written like a, as a story of of how I got into this as an engineer, okay. not as a marketer. So, uh, which is kind of interesting. So. Um, but it's filled with like theories behind things. As Correct. Well. Yeah, definitely. Like okay. you know, the the releasing of content and the the thing I just mentioned about pay per click, all of that type of thing. So. Would you call it evergreen? Meaning, in five, you know, since it's two thousand, it's still relevant today as it was, and it probably would, still be relevant in like three or four years. I think so. Yeah, because it because it. Because I've been involved in the internet since the very, in, mm -hmm. you know, inception back in 95, when I start, first started building websites for the company that I was working for in engineering for doing just file transfer and data stuff, um, it's built with that core in mind. So it's everything that I've kind of learned on top of, you know, HTML1 all the way to mm -hmm. where it is now. Um, it's still, as I said, Netscape invented the RSS technology back then. It still runs the web today. And if you understand that, you can be very more effective at digital marketing than what you probably are already being in, in many cases wow. for most people. Okay. And once again, that book is called Exposure to Closure by Stephen Sadler. Yeah. And it's, um, it's on Kindle. So I, I don't do any printed versions any. So it's going to be a green book. So it's only digital. Okay. And <laughs> so. a little bit taken away from, from that, you have a mindset here. Which is more of a novel? It's a sci-fi novel, yeah, mm -hmm. um, or an event adventure novel. Um, it's the start of a series. I I went through uh, some health issues in 2016 and got diagnosed with uh, Addison's disease. And during the year before that, in 2015, when I was writing this uh, whole book, I didn't know that I had that disease. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of going, my brain was like going in and out of like, spatial type hallucinations basically um my body was producing no cortisol and you know i was basically dying and um so now that i go back and i read the book and i can understand why a lot the, why it's so wild of, of a ride what the book is and it was basically some of the experiences that i was feeling myself but uh but it was also written about a piece of technology that i really wanted to make 
mm-hmm. but I just didn't have enough money to be able to go out and make it, or we'd probably end up with another company <laughs> called Mindset. So, but uh, but yeah, the the mindset actually um, it's not just the name of the book. It's actually um, it's a headset. So if you look at it on the book here, you see how it's it's got an M built into it. That right. is, that is the mindset. So basically, it's a Bluetooth device that uh, you would buy from the Apple Store, and you would actually you know, be given a script, you type in a bunch of keywords, and it would be looking at your thoughts, and it would be basically learning from your thoughts what you're typing. So the next time that you think those thoughts, you're, the fields on your phone would, would fill in. So it's thought to text. Basically, I'm sure Facebook is working on that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that are, that are working on it. And, and obviously, the, 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 the crazy thing that happens is it gets picked up by these VC guys out in, in uh, California, and mm-hmm. they try to figure out how to put thoughts into your head using the devices because they want to run for, for political office. And it just takes off from there. So mm-hmm. Now, I noticed that it's based in Los Angeles, and you have uh, some companies there both, you know. Yeah. So... Los Angeles and Detroit. Those are very different cities. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Eddie Murphy liked both of them. <laughs> no, I, I love uh, I love Detroit and I love Los Angeles. I mean, I, I like going out to um, I like going out there. I mean, I've got some some great people that I work with. I do like we do like doing the movies. Um, people are very more open to types of technical ideas relative to the web on mm-hmm. the West Coast. Here, it's always been very difficult to try and even get investment money to do certain things unless it was automotive related. And I actually came out of the automotive industry as you know, a robotics CAD engineer. And so to me, I, I, I thought, you know, we're in a technical area. I should be able to grow my Internet-based businesses here. No, it was, it was really difficult to do that. Matter of fact, it was years of pounding the payment and people going, I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> but it's funny, lately... People here seem to get what we're saying, so it's it's just a time thing, right? So, yeah, you're a little bit ahead of the time, and wow, that's just crazy to get into this. And you said 2003, 2004. I I quit my job in 2001 as director of engineering for a company called uh, Veltri Metal Products. Um, mm-hmm. So I you know grew up in Canada, moved over with that company over to the states. And um, in 2001, I was just really tired of working in the automotive industry. And uh, so I left a very well-paying job. At a very good a, time because... Yes. <laughs> that company's now Flexingate. And okay. some of those people that I actually hired, they still even work at Flexingate. And, um, and the original company I started was just doing training. And the way that I got into doing the whole digital thing is that uh, I had all this content for teaching uh, CAD or CATIA mm-hmm. to design cars and uh, Chrysler is one of our customers and and that and um, I happened to be over one of the suppliers one day and they said look they said how are you making these courses and I had been learning by myself how to program in Flash and um, Perl at the time and I was putting these courses online I said well I built a little application that's on my laptop and I said and I can easily capture the screen and put an arrow on it and I go here it is and they said well can we buy that? I said, I don't sell that. He goes, what do you mean you don't sell it? He goes, you should sell that. So we basically turned into a software development company by the beginning of 2003. 
And, and it wasn't by, you know, that, that I planned it. Mm-hmm. It was more that we had created a bunch of courses and we just needed a quicker way of being able to make those courses, which end up becoming, as I said, ignitables. So it was, it was just wild how things happen. And the thing about entrepreneurship, as any entrepreneur will tell you, once you've been bitten as an entrepreneur, you're never going to go work for someone else. I tried to work for someone else just recently, just doing a small little uh, stint. No, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you may have to be out of my own bed yeah. and into an office yeah. to sit behind a computer by eight o'clock. Right. But we don't have customers coming in. So why do I need to be behind that computer by eight o'clock? Yeah. I don't understand. Because you're told to. <laughs> and they pay you to. <laughs> so. I can't just work from home? I feel like we could talk about so much stuff. I, I was just looking through some of your, uh, uh, um, some things through your websites. I'm seeing stuff as, uh, as kind of curation sites. Seen one for movies. I've seen one for coupons. Right. Um, tell me about these curation sites. Uh, are you talking about the Buzzcast site? Yeah, Buzzcast was one of them, and there was another one as well. This, the the, the uh, two curation sites, is, Buzzcast is the, it ties into RSS feeds, and then it allows you to create other types of feeds of curated content. And mm-hmm. so you can make your own channels, basically, of of other of other people's contents, and, and they get the views and credit for it and all the ad money for it, but you can actually build your own channels. So that's what kind of what Buzzcast does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poala is another application that we built Uh, more for digital signage. So from an app, you could actually say, for example, you're at Great Lakes Crossing at the mall and you could put these touch screens around the mall, but a store could say, I want to put these deals up and I only want it on these two screens. And you put it in and it appears on those two screens. And what happens is those screens actually have their own URL. So if I'm if I have my phone and I'm by by that, I can actually take that screen, put it on my phone, and now I have that screen on my phone with all the deals and coupons. So that's the uh, that's the other thing that we were okay, building. Just for a moment, can you describe what digital signage is? Because a lot of people get this wrong when I <laughs> yeah. Well, there's two types of digital signs: is static and dynamic, right? So static is when you you look at a you look at a uh, an LCD LED screen or whatever, and you're just looking at an ad. Uh, a dynamic screen is a touch screen that you can touch and you can move, mm-hmm. and that's what these are. So these these digital signs that that, that you like a kiosk, for example, smaller. Right. These look a lot larger. They look more like a big iPad, and so you could walk directly up to it and you could scroll over coupons, click on it, and he basically would send that coupon directly to your phone. Right, and digital signage also includes uh, like TVs inside of a company that's all internal. Sure. So um, I, I'm the company I'm involved with is constantly looking at different digital signage. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're uh, working with GP Johnson right now, and okay. uh, we're we're trying to do stuff for the like for auto shows and stuff like that with digital signs because that's big in auto shows as well. Oh so yeah. So for information, and they're great people over there. Give them a shout out as well. <laughs> oh yeah, it's hard to, and we, we've talked about this session. It's hard to be in Detroit in the Detroit area without ever even touching the audio and auto industry even if you're not into cars you're going to do something that touches it yeah and i I love cars i mean i i'm probably more into motorcycles i've had more Mm -hmm. many motorcycles over the years and i love riding bikes but um but yeah if you're in detroit i mean you gotta love cars and with me working in tool and die and then getting into engineering and working in the auto industry for so long you know I, i still i still have some small passion towards towards vehicles so 
Yeah. Okay. So I know you have some relationship with uh, creators, uh, maybe even uh, some Instagram creators that pl- that have fun with their uh, photos. Yeah. When they're sharing their, uh, when they're trying to get the word out, when they're trying to become large as creators, what yeah. advice do you give them? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll use an example. My daughter, um, she she's a creator. I, I think mm-hmm. I don't know if I showed you her, her Instagram. It's uh, Alice, yes. Alice Sadler, uh, and I was kind of leaning towards yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, she. Um, see, see, this is how I know he's an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very linear <laughs> the way that I think. Yeah. But no, she's um, she produces some amazing content and costumes. So she does the. She just recently got married. Um, her and her husband Ollie do um, these cosplay things, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's Instagram is all about making great content. If you don't have great content, forget it. It ain't going to go anywhere. That well, that really kind of applies to anything, really. Mm-hmm. You know. So and that, and that and that's the goal, or so, at least eye catching content. Well, yeah, eye catching, but mm-hmm. I mean that's still good content, right? right? Something that you know catches someone's attention. So uh, so what so they've done um, Comic Con a few times. They won Comic Con. Uh, locally in Detroit, they want to go down San Diego and see how well they do with the big in the big leagues. Um, I think they'll do okay. Um, she d- dressed up as Wonder Woman the last time, and the, the pictures were phenomenal. But they, she creates a lot of her other uh, costumes as well. But just the quality of the images and the quality of uh, of that makes a big difference to how many views you actually get. You think, oh, you know, just the crappy images? No, no. If you you spend the time, you lay it out right, and, and as you say, it catches yeah. someone's eye someone's eye even if it's a video i mean it it, it can go viral oh yeah so yeah. so it's so it's not just about followers so oh yeah because on this show we know nothing of uh cosplay of uh, mark uh <laughs> yeah mark been hosting uh cosplay contests and conventions for years uh william is a uh cosplay photographer goes to many uh cosplay events as well as other events for his photography yeah and if you look at my channel you see all sorts of cosplay <laughs> all sorts of of cosplay events i was just at a horror con la- uh, last weekend i was at astronomicon uh by twisted the weekend before there's one coming up this weekend which i might skip so i'm not going to name drop them just in case i don't go but yeah. they're awesome no you got you got to meet um alice and oliver they're mm-hmm. they're, just, they're great people they just love having fun i mean i, I actually um at the renaissance festival i mean we do it like every single weekend and at first i'm like <laughs> i was opposed to it obviously i'm an engineer i'm not like that right <laughs> but it's like they pulled me into it so now right. i'm dressing up all the time <laughs> and i was born in nottingham england which i don't know if you know that so they've got me okay. dressing up as a sheriff of nottingham <laughs> and i'm like well no one likes the sheriff of nottingham and they go it doesn't matter <laughs> i say well then pay me your taxes <laughs> that's hilarious yeah okay uh, do you have any thoughts you'd like to Part on us, whether it be uh, SEO or uh, um, or maybe words to engineers that are looking to to incorporate what's going on into what they're doing. Well, I, as I said, I mean, I just recently went back in the automotive industry for about ten months, just doing kind of a, uh, a short stint, and there was a lot of young people that were working for me at the time, mm-hmm. and they they seemed to be lost in what they wanted to do and i would just say to a lot of the millennials that are out there it's like just go out there and do it mm-hmm. you know you don't get stuck in a job that you hate that's controlled by you know someone that's just 
you know, hitting hard on you every single day. Life is a lot bigger than that. Um, if you're entrepreneurial, go out and do it. If you're not happy with your job, <laughs> go get another job and, and you'll, and you'll find more joy in, in that. Don't stick, don't stay and waste time. Time is too valuable in life to waste. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would leave it on. Okay. Uh, I do want to point out that, you know, something you touch on was titles. Titles are, <laughs> everyone's wearing multiple hats. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned marketing officers and tech officers are emerging. Yep. Uh, and engineers doing social media marketing. Yep. I mean, so, someone's got to orchestrate it. Every Automation is the key word. Automation is the key word and teamwork is the, is, is the key word. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think if you can com combine the two and um, it ends up, you know, really making things efficient and, uh, and optimized, uh, you can be very successful. And, then, and that's the whole premise behind technology anyways, is, is the automation mm -hmm. uh, that makes our life easier, not harder. And in some cases, I think, I, I, you know, I don't want to pick on my wife or anything because she's brilliant, but she struggles in some forms of technology, which, you know, a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And uh, because it can be overwhelming if you're not in it all the time, right? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, whatever tools that we can design to make things easier, I think is, uh, is a good thing in, the, in this crazy world that we live in. All right. Once again, go ahead and promote whatever it is you want to promote, whether it be Twitters or websites. Uh, my Twitter is Steve Sadler. Uh, which is just at Steve Sadler and Sadler is S-A-D-L-E-R, just one D. Um, on Instagram as Stephen Sadler, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, S-A-D-L-E-R. Um, Facebook, I do believe the same. Um, I am, Mindset is going to be a series of books. I just got back from San Diego last week, so I wrote another 5,000 words on the, <laughs> on the second book. And, um, and it's, it's going to end up being a series. So, uh, and it's funny, I, I, was, I was just telling uh, Dave as we drove up here today um, that you, never, you always want to keep a series going because when you start to become a writer, you don't want to be away from the characters that you created. It's like you get this attachment to them, which is kind of interesting. It's like you don't want them to die. So you just keep writing, right? So, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I, I have, I really do, really am starting to like writing as much as I like, or even more than writing tech, than building technology. Because when technology, you've got to make sure that it works. If it doesn't work, you know, you've already failed. When you're writing a book, you can just say it works. <laughs> it's like, yep, that technology works, boom, and you're done, right? So you still get the same creative feeling, but you don't have to make it and spend the money on it. <laughs> so awesome. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'm Toden from Toden.com, and you can find Media Litter Sandwich at MediaLitterSandwich.com. Join the conversation. Leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, of course, YouTube.com slash K, or you could go to the Facebook over to the Media Litter Sandwich group. Uh, that's probably the best way to talk to us. And, you know, though you can find us other places. I do want to give a shout out to Awakened, was Awaken Haunted Attraction. Uh, there's a podcast with them uh, awaken after hours i was on their podcast the other day it was awesome uh we are also joined by my roommate svetlana that's just been kind of hanging out she's wearing the awaken hat as a <laughs> shout out uh she doesn't talk much she's kind of shy yeah, she's quiet <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for watching thank you for listening hope you enjoyed our discussion and may the algorithms be in your favor cheers <laughs>